Well, if you're like us, after watching the Lego movie, you went and raided your medicine cabinet for a cloak of Bandaid and your golf bag for an orb of Tidalist because you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 157 for the week of Wednesday, 25 February 2015. I'm John and with me tonight are Scott and Adam. This episode's being brought to you by the fine folks at Raid Collections and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Spider-Man Chariot Building Block Set, the G.I. Joe Retaliation Fang Boat with Swamp Viper, and DC Collectibles' Greg Capullo Designer Series' Mr. Freeze. Howdy, 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 gents. How you doing tonight? Good. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, just, just one howdy from me, thank you. Oh, just one howdy? Just one. Adam. Yes. We haven't talked to you for a while. How are you? Yes. What have you been up I'm to? I'm well. What have you been doing? I'm well. Um, went out for Valentine's Day last week and went to the Adelaide Fringe, which is essentially a great thing that happens in February March every year for Adelaideans, where you get a whole bunch of comedy and allegedly theatre and musical acts. No one ever goes to those. Um... So we went off and saw Cal Wilson, and that was a good time. Uh, and this week it's been getting increasingly hot to the point where it's going to get down to 31 degrees Celsius overnight tonight. And um, tomorrow it'll be a lovely 40 again, and then apparently we're going to get a late shower, so it'll be 28. Adam, do you have any clue what the temperature is here? I saw something about minus, I think it was minus 4 or something you were saying you'd seen yeah. somewhere. As a maximum, that's Fahrenheit. I have no idea. Yeah, that's actually where I grew up. That's a little north of here, but yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have that weather. It's cold here. I'd rather have that. Yeah. You know, um, the guy that did the voice for Flint on the G.I. Joe commercial, he does a couple of those fringe festivals, and he did a a skit with... it was like the adventures of G.I. Joe and Barbie or something. Um, can't remember okay. the exact thing, but uh, he, he was talking about it on uh, the What's on Joe Mind podcast. It sounded hilarious. I would have okay. went and saw it. So, cool. Very cool. And, and Mr. Scott. Hello. Are you surviving your Sharknados? Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> I am in Queensland for work this week, which has very conveniently coincided with a cyclone. So, Cyclone Marsha. Um, now, I don't think it's a coincidence that we currently have uh, the actress that played Marsha Brady here on the Australian version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. <laughs> I'm sure that's why they named it Marsha. Um, mm. And she's, she's hilarious, by the way. Um, like, hilariously weird. Anyway, so all week the media has been getting extremely excited about this cyclone coming because uh, it was going to touch land as Category 5, which is extremely serious. And uh, on the morning that it was meant to strike, Thursday, uh, no, Friday morning yesterday, about you know 8 a.m., I was uh, here in my hotel room getting ready for my meetings, having breakfast, watching breakfast television. With you know, But they were up in the small country town where it was going to hit, but it hadn't hit yet, so they were trying to make it scary 
and mm-hmm. they're in the evacuation center you know interviewing people and saying so you know are you, are you how worried are you and you know they're in small country far north queensland and so all the responses are like ah oh, no we'll be right mate no she'll be fine yeah no worries and they're like no but really aren't you like you know really nervous and terrified and they're like nah mate we've been through this before we'll be right yeah you know it's hilarious yeah. so unfortunately there 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 has been loss of property etc but it hasn't actually hit the proportions that the media seem to be really excited for so i'm sure that they're secretly disappointed um so but it has been raining non-stop over it over it well travel safe on your way home because uh, yeah i hope i worry about you yeah i hope i get home i'm uh, uh flights haven't been from brisbane haven't been affected so i'm going home tomorrow and i'm not i haven't received any notification about potential disruption so i'm trusting them on that yeah, good. And how are you, John? Cold, cold. You know, we don't, we're not getting cyclones. We're getting snowstorms. Uh, just a lot of cold and wind. Um, hasn't been a lot of snow this week. So, other than that, just been working. Lots of working. Lots of working. <laughs> so, is there there's snow on the ground? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we've had snow on the ground pretty much since late December. Yuck. Not much, but some. And ice and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And no good. So it, it's okay. I'll survive. That's good. I'm glad we we like you. We want you to survive. Well, some people don't, but that's another story. <laughs> well, we don't care about them. I know. <laughs> well, let's 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 get over over the weather and uh, move on to more exciting things with some articulated news. Sounds good. Now you can have your own special Captain Planet adventure with your favorite planeteers. There's Wheeler, who has the power of fire, and the daring Linka with the power of wind. You can even use the planeteers' eco cycle, and your own power rings will let you call Captain Planet. Bring him to the rescue and save the Earth. Captain Planet and the planeteers now available at Kmart. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. Now, we had our big Toy Fair episode last week, uh, but there might still be some crumbs of Toy Fair information in here. Um, but the first bit of news that we have is actually about us. Yay! Um, we have established a subreddit on Reddit. So if you are not familiar with Reddit, it is reddit.com, R-E-D-D-I-T.com. And it is a platform where people can post links and images, etc., and then the community votes them up or down, um, which uh, may or may not sound inane. Um, but there are then subreddits where, that are created by you know, various communities to do that in a more concentrated fashion. And so we have created our own Reddit, which is at uh, reddit.com slash r slash afb podcast you probably don't need to put the r in actually but if you just go to reddit.com and search afb podcast you will find the action figure blues subreddit and that is a place where during the week as we find news items that we think we might cover we will post 
and you can tell us what the biggest bits of news are by voting them up or down. And you can also submit news yourself. So particularly I'm thinking here about the lines that we don't personally collect that you would like us to cover more, so Transformers, you know, etc. If there are things that you'd like to hear more about, uh, more covered on the show, then this is the way to get it on the show. Hop over to the AFB subreddit. Put it in as a link. You don't actually have to join Reddit. You can just you can sign in with a username and, and password. Uh, you don't even have to put your email address in. And then once you've done that, you can add your own news items that you'd like us to cover. You can vote up and down the other news items that are there. And so from now on, when we do the news, the top stories of the news are going to be the three or four top stories as voted by you on Reddit. It's all very exciting. Sounds, Sounds complicated. It's oh, does it? It's really not. Like it's it's it's, it's okay. <laughs> Just sounds complicated. Just go to reddit.com, search AFB podcast, and uh, look at the stuff that's there. Vote it up and down. There's a little link that says submit toy news link, and once you click on that, you'll understand what to do. Reckon you can swing it, John? Uh, I don't know. Can I get that on my flip phone? Uh, probably. Oh, you're flip. Phone. <laughs> probably no sorry i think we're probably discriminating against flip phone users oh sorry but for everyone else okay. anyway so to the news itself the, the first uh we, we started this this week and we actually have got some people contributing already which is fantastic and so uh the first bit of news which was um top voted on our subreddit was that NECA has announced series five of the uh celebrity simpsons line that they've been doing um this is the uh figures of the celebrities that have guested on The Simpsons over the years. And the new line is Matt Groening, hmm, um, Lenny Kravitz, Adam West, Stan Lee, and Tom Petty. You know, I haven't got any of these, and I think I've talked about that before. Um, When I finally saw them, I just, I don't know, they just didn't grab me like the originals did. Yeah. They're almost too nice. Um, They're very but, good. They're very nicely done. But I'm pretty tempted by that Matt Groening, just because, you know, of what he is. It's very meta, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I know one person on the podcast who's not here tonight, but who will be extremely excited about Stan Lee. Um, and, that's, and who would that be, Ben? I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You just don't understand how to set up a joke, do you? No, I, I'm just trying. To, last week, John mixed up Justin and Eli, and uh, oh god, I do know who you are, though. Just that I've been in a cyclone all week. <laughs> anyway, so that uh, is coming soon, and uh, it is. If you've been enjoying this line, then it's great for you to um, know that there are more coming. Um, I have seen these in person, and they are, I think, very nicely done. As that, that's kind of that's kind of what I mean though. They're almost too nice compared to the vintage one. You know, <laughs> they, they don't look a lot different, but just I don't know. I, they just don't grab me like the old ones do. Okay, 
Fair enough. Well, we'll see if this will grab you. This is the second uh, voted bit of news on the subreddit, and that is that Kotobukiya um, has revealed their DC Superpowers Artifacts line. So this is this created a little bit of confusion on the subreddit, uh, which I think is fair enough when you look at these um, about are they action figures or are they statues, because they are these are sculpted, and so far we are seeing Superman, Green Lantern, and Flash. Um, they are based... Oh, not oh. that Flash. <laughs> Don't confuse people. Uh, these are obviously based on the Superpowers toy line from Kenner, and while they are statues, they are sculpted to look articulated. And then um, Superman has got a uh, what you could assume was his action feature... Or you could assume that he's doing something really obscene from the angle um, that they have illustrated this in, um, with his hand popping up and down. Um, the But when you read uh, in detail, it is actually a swap-out hand to show his action figure, sorry, arm to show his action figure. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to work, his action feature from Superpowers, sorry. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. Um but these are oh, only... Oh, it's painted like that. Oh, that's that's hmm. hideous. You don't like it? Well, when I blew up the picture of the action feature, yeah, that that's not that's not good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the action feature should be both arms. Uh, yeah. It was both arms. Was it? Yeah, she squeezed his legs and both arms went... Yeah, so I think that the, I mean, the action feature actually is, um, you know, mimicking uh, the action. It's a bit like, you know, the spinning hammer Thor um, stuff where they show multiple. um, So it's quite clever, but I think that the positioning of this in the fist is a little bit unfortunate. Anyway, uh, it looks, I can't tell whether that's, I would assume it's not a cloth cape, but it's been sculpted really nicely to look like those figures. So I think if you're a fan of um, superpowers and, you know, for, for myself, I've been collecting the uh, Artifacts New 52 line, so I wouldn't, um, you know, go in for this except for the inevitable Aquaman, of course. But this is the same line that General Giant's doing, isn't it? Yes, these are these would be one-tenth scale, though, I would assume, if they're, they're matching the other um, uh, Artifacts stuff that they've done. Um, so it just seems, I don't know. Why would you, I I don't know. I don't know. I give up. You're not, you're not loving these. I can tell. No, if I'm going to have something that looks like an action figure that size, I'd rather have an action figure, I guess. I'd rather put the money on the general giant one. Well, the general giant ones are jumbo though. So I guess, yeah, this is somewhere in between like, you know, the, 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 these you could actually display. So, I reckon that there will be Mad King Superpowers fans out there who will actually get both. Yeah, good for them. You don't have to choose. Um, but anyway, I think that's interesting. And it's you know interesting that um, how much uh, hate this uh, old line is getting at the moment. And uh, the next piece of news, as voted by you, is something that would have been revealed at Toy Fair just after we recorded our Toy Fair show last week, and that was Mattel's announcement about their plans for the Masters of the Universe line uh, for for 2016, I assume. And they have revealed a full lineup of the Masters of the Universe Classics Club 2000X mini-subscription. So this is uh, going to include six figures, um, 
and they are Calyx, Evil Seed. Oh, these are coming out in mid-year, sorry. Uh, a club-exclusive Heads of Eternia accessory pack with alternate heads for Grizzlura, Buzzoff, Cyclone, Robacho, Snout, Smat, Snout, and Clawful. So that would be alternate 2000X heads for the existing figures. King Chubla, Serratus, Queen Grayskull, and Provis. That, besides the Grizzlura, Buzzoff, etc., none of that made any sense to me at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, they look good. Yeah, I mean, I this is something that was talked about um, a fair bit during the uh, heyday of the Masters of the Universe Classics line, was whether or not the 2000X um, designs would be included. And there were actually a couple um, of figures that did get an alternate head that harked back to that. Um, so the thing that's going to draw people in here is that club exclusive with the alternate heads for all those previously released figures. So that's actually, from a marketing standpoint, pretty clever. Um, but I certainly... Evil Seed's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 They just don't mean anything to me, though. No. But there are... There's obviously a subset of fans that really uh, fondly remember the 2000X line, and so it certainly is a way for them to get a bit more mileage out of this and keep this going. Um, so probably, you know, pretty clever. Uh, the membership is uh, going to go live on the 23rd, so that will be uh, probably just um, after this show goes up, and it will end, uh, it will go for a month. So you can purchase as many memberships as you like during this period. But there will be no extensions, and once purchased, memberships may not be cancelled. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's in capital letters and red. Once purchased, memberships may not be cancelled. Okay. <laughs> so, buyer beware. Um, I've got two more bits of news here to go, and the fourth one is a big one, and that is the DC Collectibles solicits for September 2015. Uh, not a lot of actual news here. Most of these are things that we already knew were coming either um, from Toy Fair or earlier. Uh, one thing I think that is um, interesting is a five-pack of um, so many Batmans. Um, so it's the Arkham Batman action figure five pack, and the Arkham line certainly has had a lot of mileage, hasn't it? So it's Arkham City, Arkham Origins, Arkham Knight, Arkham City, uh, Arkham Asylum, sorry, Batman, and then Arkham City Bruce Wayne, which I think is the new figure in the line. So basically, if you want Bruce Wayne, you've got to buy four other Batman that you probably already have. And he still has a fist in a suit. Yeah. Well, he's um, you know, he's an aggressive businessman. Um, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then a, a number of uh, statues that we already knew were coming. We now know when they're coming, like the Batwoman bombshell, the Deadshot bust, etc. Um, there's also some second editions of uh, Batman Black and Whites, which is the Lee Bermeo and Greg Capullo statue, and I can't tell usually when they do second edition they, they make a some slight change to them but i don't know either of these statues well enough to know what that would be 
Um, the one thing that I didn't know was coming from this lot is actually a ring, and that is a reverse flash ring, uh, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's a TV a TV time because it says as worn by Reverse Flash on the TV series. So mm. there you go. Have they made a flash ring? I'm sure they must have. Uh, awesome. Probably. I think they have. Yeah. I've left Arnold back at AFB headquarters, so I can't even ask him. Ooh, for thirty-four ninety-five, that ring's going to turn your finger green, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Um, and then finally for me, and this is one that was actually... Oh, now, apologies. Um, the Masters of the Universe uh, 2000X mini-sub was submitted on Reddit by Silbert. Not to be confused with Gilbert. And then this uh, this one was one I was not aware of, and this was submitted by Morty9 on Reddit. Thank you, Morty9. And this is the next statue in the Diamond Select Femme Fatale's PVC statue line is going to be the uh, Supergirl from Superman Animated. And it looks really nice. Yeah, it does. The face is off-putting. I appreciate that it's kind of pretty much accurate, but it just... Sure. I mean, if you're not a fan of the Tim verse, you know, Bruce Tim animated yeah. style, etc., um, do you think it's is it off-putting because it's not true to source, or just off-putting because of how it looks? I think it's just the actual expression. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, I'm fine with it. Yeah. That would make me feel kind of creepy having it on my shelf. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> she's so young, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. It's interesting. Mm. Uh, uh, this um, Femme Fatale's line is you know, really diverse in that they've done Star Trek stuff. They did a Seven of Nine. They've done Adam E from Invincible, um, Witchblade. Uh, so interesting seeing them doing something DC um, as well. I wonder what the kind of licensing arrangement where that was because these are not. Uh, super expensive. I think they kind of run the forty to forty-five dollar mark um, U.S. So not hugely expensive pieces. Um, but yeah, if you if you were a fan of this version of Supergirl, I can imagine this being something that you might consider picking up because I think it, it's nicely done. I agree. The the facial expression is a little bit weird. And that is my news. Thank you, Reddit contributors. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure. All right. Well, Adam, why don't you lay some more news on us? I will do. So the first thing I have is um, what can only be described as disturbing in my mind, uh, 17-inch tall bendable Breaking Bad figures <coughs> that are PS that the Walter White at least talks. Um, <coughs> it's disturbing. It really is. There's, um, so there's a, a um, exclusive talking Walter White. There's a talk, well, in fact, they all talk. A talking Heisenberg, a talking Walter the Cook, um, which is really off putting. Um, a talking Jesse Pinkman and a talking Saul Goodman. Um, now, the first exclusive to release is Walter White in underwear. Um, I, yeah, I mean, realistically, it, it's kind of like a, a Mezco toy, but I'm assuming they bend instead of having articulation, so it's a bendable with underpants. Um, it's a bendable with underpants. It's, it's not no, a good look. No. Um, 
So these are going to run you for about 40 bucks each, or at least the exclusive talking Walter White wheel. Um, the quotes that Walter the Cook has been uh, given to us so far, there's 16 of them, and they range from various quotes that largely seem to be about um, making drugs. <coughs> so that's fantastic. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get one for your kids. Scott? Oh, I well, actually, you know, we um, do the uh, – we're really big into the charity uh, thing at Christmas for, you know, underprivileged kids that don't have presents. So I'm just going to buy, you know, a couple hundred of these and chuck them in. I'm sure that they'll really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah I, this is so bizarre. This is weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not a doll. It's not no. a – it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't – understand who would buy these and particularly if they produced one as a bit of a novelty thing then i could see perhaps that finding an audience but the fact that they're producing you know multiple characters multiple versions of of walter at 17 inches yeah which is a weird scale it's weird weird who's the company adam uh, did we have that listed? Like, it's just saying previews exclusive, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody must be making them. You'd hope not. <laughs> I, I, I do like the uh, Walter the Cook in the uh, hazmat suit because he would pretty much look like an engineer nerd. Uh, <laughs> you know, do, you, do you have to wear one of those? No. Oh, I, that's I disappointing. Have before. We, we have white ones that we wear in our clean room. So, that view. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Last you, time I went in our clean room, I found out I had to take my earring out, which was weird. And I wasn't sure I was going to get it back in. <laughs> well, it's got I, this little tiny ball on the end that you have to, like, unscrew and uh, take yeah. out and then put it back together. And, yeah. So, it was complicated. I did not know that you had an earring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have the same one in almost all the time. I never take it out. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you Adam, go. Adam, as we you move, this? As, yes, as we move along, um, it wouldn't be an episode. Adam, do you have any piercings that you want to share? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have them, but if I had them, I'd share them. Okay. Well, I know I, I know that you, you proposed one a while ago on Facebook. I was very disturbed about it, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, go on. So, the next thing that we have from our, our friends at Funko, needless to say, um, they are doing a retro Metaluna mutant, um, Hikari. So this is that kind of funny, weird, I hate Japanese-looking we? weird thing. <laughs> and um, it's the Metaluna mutant, and it's in horrible, horrible daglow colors and cheesy, low-grade kind of appearance. I um, love this. You're welcome to it. Remind me the name of the movie. I know every time we talk about the Metaluna mutant, Mutant, I asked the same question. I couldn't tell you. John knows. The Silent Earth. The Silent no. Earth. No. Yes. Are you sure? The Silent Earth? God. It's that or Forbidden Planet. I don't think it's Forbidden Planet, is it? It's not Forbidden Planet. Arnold will get on that. Yeah, Arnold's at home. He's at headquarters. I'm in Brisbane. This is terrible. <laughs> I have him on our new... Yes, it is The Silent Earth. Okay, cool. Yep. You just pass that along to me. And, and Adam, I believe this was via, submitted via on the internet. Sorry, uh, Adam, I believe this yes, was submitted this on was Reddit. Submitted by uh, Tim Tam Tommy Two on Reddit. Whoa, um, Tim Tam Tommy Two. I like it. 
Oh, well, I mean, look, it's obviously it's a thing, you know. Like, so either you like the genre or you don't. And I just kind of look well, at it and think oh, I don't because like this it. one's from a '60s movie. Yes, I mean this this one uh, as a property lends itself to the genre a lot more than a lot of the other things I've seen. It still just kind of looks like an out of control Jello monster to me. <laughs> well. Moving on to the next piece of news, um, we have that Saban and Fisher Price are announcing Power Ranger-based Imaginext products. Uh, so these are all for 2015. Uh, there's a Power Ranger figure pack assortment, which has, I assume, all of the main Power Rangers. Doesn't really say who is his name. Uh, that goes for seven dollars forty-nine. Um, says there are four packs available, so, okay, maybe get a range of assortments. Who knows? Yeah, um, I think there's normally two in each of those. Huh. So that would imply that they've got eight, therefore, of the Power Rangers, unless there's some of them are, like, five Power Rangers and a couple of baddies. Yep. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. At first I thought this was a weird property for that line, but then I realized it's clever because, as they say in their press release, the parents of today grew up with this stuff, so they're they're going on the nostalgia thing. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that your average kid in the Imaginext range... Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe they would know Power Rangers. Well, well you have to remember, Power Rangers is still on. True. Although these are the classic, I believe, Power Rangers, but, you know, I think they would still be recognizable. Huh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> There's yeah. a Zord assortment. So that has... Um, there's three pairs of Rangers and Zords uh, for $15 each. Uh, there's a battle assortment, which is... Uh, so there's a battle of Red Ranger and T-Rex Zord and Goldar and Repulsa. Um, there's Protecting the Earth of the Dino Zord from Rita Repulsa and Goldar's Evil Forces, and those go for $25 each. Huh? The Final one is a Morphin Megazord. So this is, uh, so there's, yeah, all kinds of vague features that it has in there. Um, yeah, it's got an elevator, so it must be fairly tall. Yeah. Um, it says that there's an adventure continues on the back with a jail cell, a place to meet with Zord on, an elevator, and lots of levels and platforms for figures to stand on. So clearly this is a, a big play city thing. And that goes for $60. Wow. You know, really, really, those prices aren't too bad for what, you know, the Imaginex stuff is. And if it's a licensed property, it's not too bad. Yeah. I don't think. That should be a fun property for that, too, I think. But yeah. what do I know? I think they'll look great. I think, it, you know, like I said, it'll, it's the kind of thing that it's got the nostalgia factor. And then um, I can imagine with the Power Rangers in particular that they'd be able to do a fair bit of reuse. Um, yeah, you know, with different paints, etc. So, and uh, they're colorful and thing that kids in that age range would love and be attracted yeah. to. I think that's it's it's smart. Yeah, yep. that's one of the more clever things I think I've seen. You know, kind of coming new. That's not a combination I think I would have thought of before. No, for sure. So, so moving on. Diamond Select Toys have announced that they are doing a Mirage-style set of Ninja Turtles Minimates. There is a four-pack, which includes the four turtles, 
um, with the red bandanas as they originally had, and each of them have their signature weapons. Um, yeah, so it's the usual mini mate two inch size and the usual 14 points of more or less of articulation. Um, so but I think that looks like it's pretty good value. <laughs> sure, people will be in buying those that yeah. are somehow involved in the podcast. <laughs> no names. No names. No names. Um, yeah. um, See, that's that's how you do that, Scott. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I've got the box set now. Uh, I think it's the, the Necker um, Turtles, the box set of the Mirage ones with all the red um, bandanas. Uh, bandanas. Where are they? Are they bad? Would you call them bandanas? No, they're eye masks. Thank you. I'm having trouble with nouns tonight, more than usual. I've got that NECA box on my shelf at work, and we just moved, and I was taking them down, and one of the guys at work was like, no, that's dumb. Why have you got four of the same? Why did they make four of the same turtle? Uh, face palm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so embarrassed for you right now. Would you like me to explain why you are so dumb? <laughs> Go, there's four Raphaels in there. Like, no... No, there's not. Yeah. It's just that he's a young one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. So if we, we move on to my final piece of news, and it's kind of... I'm not sure how to feel about this one. Uh, Mattel are announced, or have announced that they are doing a WWE Build a Superstar line. So there are interchangeable figures and an entrance um, stage playset, but it looks like, from what I'm seeing is there's a whole lot of different parts that come with each figure that you can swap in and out and yeah, well, this probably is, transpose onto other figures and weird things like that. This is, I guess, the new thing. You know, they've got the um, Hasbro's doing it with Marvel and Transformers, those swapping, I can't remember what they're called. The mashes. Mashes, yep. And then now they're doing, that. You know, they've announced a whole bunch of new mashes for the Marvel line at Toy Fair. So this is, I guess, Mattel getting in on the act with their properties. I'm surprised that they haven't done it with Masters of the Universe. <laughs> but actually, mm. if you think about it, well, uh, yeah, Masters of the Universe is actually a line that would lend itself well to this concept. You know, whether you like the concept or not is a different matter, but because of the those uh, bucks and the way that they're structured. Um, anyway, not that we need to yeah. give them any ideas. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, clearly it's not just start from scratch for most of these guys because they've got a lot of, you know, famous wrestlers that I can actually recognise. But I think it's just um, looks like it makes it easier to swap between different eras of the same person. And okay. All right, there you go. So I think this is kind of a making sense way of doing it. But you could probably just take a whole bunch of them because it looks like they've got their design for swap out heads and blah blah, so you'd be able to just yank heads off of one and put on another one, etc. I understand. I'm sorry. Mm. So the idea more here is being able to change Build your version. Yeah, yeah, their look rather than to swap the, their actual parts around between the characters. Yeah. Right. That ruffle with Hulk Hogan disturbs me. <laughs> it's certainly like not that. The iconic Hulk Hogan, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it was a thing that he did for a while. Leave uh, the guy alone. Who, yeah, who's the clown? Who's the clown? 
I'm no idea. Yeah. Huh. That bothered yeah. me too. Looks like yeah. Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are going to write in, but sorry, <laughs> I don't watch wrestling. I apologize. Well, Ooh, you Andre could, the Giant, though. That's yeah, good. Why don't you make up for by doing some news, John? Okay. Well, first off, Jack Specific has secured a license agreement for Universal Pictures' Despicable Me franchise and their upcoming film, Minions. So, uh, which I'm not sure who had it previously. I was actually thinking that today. Who made those? Uh, Arnold? The, the ones that, that somebody on the podcast collects? Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Non-articulated figure storage containers, inflatable ball pits, wagons, arcade games. Maybe they're just not getting all of it. So uh, this is, like I think, specifically about the new mini and the yeah. couch. Which, which looks like it'll be hilarious. I'm very excited for it. I don't know if they're actually making toys, though, like figures. Maybe they I'm are sure getting the get figures. Something. Yeah. But we okay. will find out in the near future. So Think, Thinkway, sorry, is one of the companies that had the license. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear it, but there is a Minions video playing right now while I'm looking at this thing. <laughs> God, those things are hilarious. It's just like the most clever thing ever. Yeah, Thinkway, which is a company I have not heard of. Yeah. Um, so poor old Thinkway is probably crying right yeah, but now. I'm, just, I'm not sure that this is going to have... That they're, yeah, toys. I don't think they have toys in it. So, um, interesting little bit of mixing and matching there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, Jack Specific, I'm sure, will be inundating us with yellow minion madness before long. Subscriptions, right? Isn't that where Toy Guru went? Um, oh, did yes. he go to Jazzwares? No, yeah. No, he went to Jack's, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Jack's, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Jack's and Jazzwares are. I have the same issues with them as 3A and 3.0. I never remember which is which. Yeah. Anyway, we will move on, because from Toy Fair, I got excited when I saw these pictures, and I have to thank my friend Matt over at the Awesome Toy Blog, because he pointed them out to me when I asked on Twitter. So um, he sent me to his coverage, because he was one of those fine people at Toy Fair taking pictures for the rest of us. And uh, he went to the Tamashi Nations booth, which is, you know, the SH figure arts and the import stuff for the U.S. And the first thing I saw that was kind of cool was a Microman box set, which is kind of a reissue of the original um, Micronauts. So nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, there was a couple of Common Rider figure arts on display, um, some of the early ones, the very... Uh, grasshopper looking ones, including, I think, a reissue upgrade of the rider that came with the hurricane. And it looks like the hurricane also maybe got an upgrade from the original issue. I think both of those have an updated, uh, color scheme, um, as yeah. well. So there you go. There's your common rider news. Yeah, I know. I was excited. Hey. Uh, they, they showed off Yoshi, which was an upcoming figure art that, um, everybody was kind of excited for. So, uh, people loving the, Super Mario line will be excited for that. I was wondering what that Superman is. That's Injustice. Ah, okay. As is the Joker and Harley. Yeah. Uh, Okay. That is Superman looks odd to me. Yeah, it's not my favorite Mm -hmm. uh, look. I I think it's partly the um, design doesn't 
lend itself well to being articulated. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Some of the injustice uh, looks I don't mind. Um, that's not the Superman. Uh, is not my favorite. I just think it's the crotch pattern is weird. Now, Adam, is any of the Dragon Ball stuff actually new, or have we seen it um, before? I don't know that we've seen the giant size stuff before, um, and possibly that Super Saiyan Four Goku figure out zero is new as well. But Super Saiyan Four doesn't exist in my mind, so that's okay. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. And the Sailor Moon buddies, I know. I think we t- talked about them, but I don't know. Had we seen pictures? Or I guess um, they're Tomashi buddies. So. We'd seen Sailor Moon, and uh, we might have seen Venus before. Um, some of them clearly are new because they have um, TBDs for price, which yeah, I would yeah. expect if they were good <coughs> seeing, we'd already have gotten a price considering these tend to go for, you know, 13, 14 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are cool. I mean, they, they look uh, cool. Um, this yeah. is, they're also importing, um, that magnetic floating Iron Man that I've seen going around. So I was wondering about who was doing that. I don't think they make it, but, um, I think they're the importer for it. Uh, uh, he's cool. A little flying Iron Man on the base. Right? Yeah. Oh. It's a cool idea. And, mm-hmm. uh, they had some, looks like stylized, uh, Batman and Star Wars figures as well. Those were kind of neat, you know, in that little stylized yeah. vinyl kind of way. But um, they're articulated I do like, as well. Yeah, I do like the little Iron Man Mark One uh, at the very in the very last picture. He's <laughs> cool. He looks like a little uh, toddler in an Iron Man costume. And I just I don't know for some reason that one appeals to <laughs> me. So, but uh, yeah, it looks like they're showing off a lot of cool stuff here. So. I was glad to see the Common Rider stuff, and um, the Yoshi, I'm sure, will be a big fan. So you don't want the uh, Supergirl because it's a young girl, but a toddler in an Iron Man costume appeals to you. Yeah, it's because she has so much skin showing. I'm just clarifying. You know, I don't know. Makes me feel like a dirty old man, more than I normally do. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we, all, we all have our own boundaries. Yeah. Uh, also shown were uh, the loyal subjects, and they were bringing new vinyl figures with them, and they have Transformers and some Power Rangers and some Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we've talked about, occasionally talked about loyal subjects. Um, the Power Ranger stuff here, again, looks kind of cool. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a swappable head. I would almost think that it would have to be. It looks like maybe the girls are coming with their helmets and then a swappable head. Oh, yeah, it have to be. Like the girl. So, I see Rita back there as well. Um, yeah, and I don't know, are these the new series or not? I'm not I wouldn't think so because uh, now I've not I've heard, heard of this company either. before. Are you familiar with them? I think we had looked at some of their Transformers stuff and I think didn't they do a couple of GI Joe figures? I'm trying to remember. Not that I recall. Hmm. But I believe you. Okay, well, that's probably a mistake on your part. Maybe we saw the turtle stuff. Thousands wouldn't. Uh, the turtle stuff looks cool. But yeah, those are some cute. Odd, they're fun. Yeah, they're doing some odd color variations, too, because you've got, like, glow-in-the-dark and then uh, all black with, you know, just the cloth parts painted. Yeah, and you've got, like, so. the Mirage red colors. Yeah. 
Uh, it says here he was thinking that the black and gray turtles are set to be SDC exclusives. So. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. The glow of the dark ones look cool. That'd be fun. I'm a I think they're huge. Yeah. Lots of good stuff here. Would look weird during the day, though. Well, I, I, I have all my stuff in the basement, so. Yeah, fair enough. So bad. Well, moving on, um, I think last time we had talked about uh, Doctor Who moving over to Funko to do some pop vinyls. Well, oddly enough, the, the Titan people who were doing little vinyl minifigures are going to do Breaking Bad. <laughs> Actually, that works with the, the way that they do their minifigures. I can see that. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It's just no, no. Um, yeah. it looks, looks like some properties are swapping back and forth and they, they kind of complement each other in a way. Um, also they were showing alien. So, uh, another person on the podcast may be interested in those. Uh, although the, the blind box side of it will probably drive him nuts. So I want the, um, step off marshmallow man, the, the angry one. He's, yes. He is really angry. He's angry. The ghostbusters figures actually look really good. Titan does a good job with their stuff. Um, it's kind of like you were talking with the pop vinyls. When you look at them, they're they're almost always recognizable as the the character. They they really do a good job with that stylization. Oh, there's a burnt. There's a burnt too. one too. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I actually don't really like the human characters in this Titan stuff because the heads are too oversized. I just don't think. I actually don't think they look very good. But um, the Stay Puff I think is awesome. Well, see, I've got Doctor Who ones in front of me, and I, I, the the heads in person I don't think are is off putting. But okay, maybe that's just me. remember Scott and Bobbleheads. I know that is true. Thank you, Adam. Bobblehead esque. Um, we're also getting Sherlock vinyls from them, so if you were interested in that, uh, there you go. And Buffy. And Buffy. Yeah, I forgot about Buffy. I'm sorry. I I don't care. I just noticed as I was clicking through the pictures. Yeah, and one of the things we're going to be getting is a Hank from Breaking Bad, which is cool to me. And one of the things in the Breaking Bad is a little mini RV. So, <laughs> so that will be uh, very cool. Uh, looks like they're really covering the, the Breaking Bad universe because you've got Mike and Saul in there as well. So good stuff. Good stuff. And finally, our good friends over at Quantum Mechanics were showing off stylized vinyl figures as well. Um, they're calling them, what are they, Q-Bits? And they're saying a smaller version of their uh, Q-Pops and Mini Masters. So they're almost like little vinyl statues, and uh, they're launching both those lines with Firefly as well. Um, looks like they have some Ghostbusters stuff in their Q-Pop line. Uh, but this is more, looks more like anime to me than the Titan stuff does. Oh, these are cool. What, yeah, do you know what, I, anything about the price point of these? Uh, no, I don't. Why not? Well, you know, I just saw this yesterday, and uh, I put <laughs> this in here because it, they look cool, and I, I thought our listeners should know they were coming. It's awesome. This Big Bang, yeah. uh, Catwoman. So they got some DC yeah. stuff too. Yeah, there's another. There's a a, a Buffy um, maquette in there too. That's kind of cool, where she's on top of her her tombstone. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's some pretty cool stuff here. Some zombies from Plants vs. Zombies, it looks like. They're, they're little, um, what are they calling them? Mini Masters? 
look like little action figures. I'm wondering what size those are. They look like they might be in the two-inch range, maybe? I don't know. They are huge. Yeah, but the the mini masters are more like little action figure statues. And then um, also they're showing off a 12-inch Captain Picard. Um, Looks like he's in his first contact uniform with a a phaser rifle. So Mm -hmm. the head sculpt there looks pretty good. Looks better than some of them I've seen for Picard, for sure. So And a Jane hat. They're showing a Jane replica. So if you don't have an aunt that was able to knit you one, um, you will get your chance to uh, probably get one from Quantum Mechanics. So that should be good. But yeah, there's there's lots of good stuff here from from them. Um, I've got to disagree out. with you about the Picard head sculpt. I think it's pretty really? bad. See, I didn't think I like it because I, normally they make him look like he's too old. But I think that one. The, the thing I I don't like is the way it's shown. His neck looks too long. Maybe that's it. Um, yeah, maybe that's but, it. But I think his his undershirt should have a higher collar on it as well. That's so I should do up his fly. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but you know that might that might change before we see it as well. So awkward. <laughs> and that, my friends, is my news. Well, thank you very much to uh, the people that joined into our subreddit so quickly and added to this. And don't forget that from now on, you can pop over there and suggest to us things that we should be covering, but also. Uh, have your say about what you think are the most interesting bits of news uh, each week that we should put at the top of the show, and we will do it. Yes, we will. And you know what? We need to come back right after this and see if Scott can repeat his feat of last week and identify last week's sound on Name That. <laughs> Highly unlikely. Well, it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Um, our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer, <laughs> from TVandFilmTimes.com. Who frequently talks about himself in the prison. John does that sometimes. Yeah. John is weird. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we play action figure sounds, essentially, and you guys have to pick out what they are. And normally they're commercials, sometimes they're the item. But, um, well, let's just get to it and play last week's sound right here. A one-man gunship with a weapon system that can blast anything out of the air, almost anything. Guys, you don't have anything, Scott. You, nope. you couldn't repeat last week, huh? No, I'm an infrequent idiot savant. Huh. Adam? I'm thinking. <laughs> this could take me forever. Uh, uh, Would 1987 help you? Oh, probably not. No, I don't think much was happening that year. I mean, are we asking everyone that was alive in 1987? Take a while. No, I'm passing. (laughs) It was a 1987 Starcom commercial. So it was these little vehicles and stuff that uh, were around. And uh, there you go. Yeah, Starcom. Starcom. I'm having to go deep to get these now, so expect them to be harder from here on in. 
Uh, no, nobody <sighs> has gotten that one as of wow. recording. So you've, you've done two stumped people two weeks in a row. Yeah, I know. I, I can't wait to see some guesses though on this week's because uh, I, I suppose, suppose there will be some. But um, yeah, nobody's even guessed. Mm. I apparently made it too hard. Too hard. Nice. Well, everybody was was dazzled by Toy Fair news too. True. I, I'm I'm disappointed in Ease. I would have expected him to get one of these. Yeah. So. Where are you, Ease? Yeah. I mean, I'll do an easy one this week. Uh, I will. Easy, huh? we'll, we'll, we'll put that sound in right here. It's one, the rocket car. It's two, he's a tank. Three, the winged wolf. Four, a laser pistol. And we better do that one more time. It's one, the rocket car. It's two, he's a tank. Three, the winged wolf. Four, a laser pistol. So, Scott. Yes. If they thought they knew what that sound was, where would they go? They would head to their nearest police station. Um, and on the way, they would go to afbforum.com and find the name that thread. And they'd post their guess. And if they are right, Adam, what would they get? Well, it varies from week to week. Sometimes it's pornography, sometimes it's donuts, but normally what they get oh, is or donut forum. Porn. Yeah, or donut porn, yeah. but normally it's forum points that they can exchange for donuts porn or donut porn, depending on the week. Yeah. Hmm. Aren't you glad you well, asked? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, good. Um, that is right, and... You know, if they would rather play a picture version, we do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays at TV and Film Toys. But you can still go to AFBforum.com and get points if you get the picture versions right, too. So, All, all, all the donut of, porn that we um, give out comes from your Facebook feed. I yep. know. I know. You've got a The waffle problem. donuts. I'm obsessed with those waffle donuts. You've I'm got a problem, man. <laughs> I'm very excited because I'm going to Minneapolis in a couple of weeks. And... Um, one of the places I follow on Facebook is in Minneapolis. So oh, yeah. I, I am going to try and go there while I'm up there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because out of all of them, none of them are actually around me. So <laughs> I never get to actually go to any of these places. So sorry, just to clarify, you follow donut shops that you have never been to on Facebook. Yeah. Doesn't everybody... <laughs> Hmm. Don't you follow <laughs> places you've never been? Uh, no, well, not food establishments. You follow Outback Steakhouse, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but sadly, I have been to Outback Steakhouse because one of the last times that I went to the States, my parents dragged us with a screaming baby on a nearly two-hour car drive each way. To go to Outback Steakhouse. Just for that. Just like oh my God. God. They are insane. I've mentioned that before, haven't I? Yeah. 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 Huh. Yes. I, I follow all sorts of donut places. They, they range from uh, uh, Voodoo Donuts, which is out in Seattle, I think. Um, all the way, you know, uh, the place in Minneapolis I'm talking about is Glam Doll Donuts. And Chicago, I think, is actually one of the closest ones I actually follow. So. Huh. There you go. Yeah. 
but anyway, you can get points. And, uh, you know, I think that's it. I, I think we're, we, we've, we've done our, our duty and done the name that this week. So. Well, and we, we mentioned John Upporn, which is obligatory. Yep. Yeah. 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 And waffle donuts are the new cronuts for this year. So. But what's and a cronut? That probably, that probably makes sense. Croissant donut. It's, yeah. Sorry? It's a croissant donut. That sounds gross. Anyway, if you'd like to follow along, you know, come back next week and we'll talk about cheese in a can and donuts. So <laughs> I think cronuts on 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 the donut and cheese can, podcast. Can you get cronuts in a can? Ooh, yeah, they should make that for sure. What about just croissant or baguette in a can? Yeah, I, I don't know. Can you can bread? <laughs> croissant in a can. Well, don't I have like the canned hamburger thing? That's like a whole hamburger in a can. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, the one that bothers me is the whole deboned chicken in a can. I just that just doesn't sound right. How do I get the bones out? I, I suspect it's transporter technology from Star Trek. Yeah, for sure it would be. Yeah. Whoa. What hamburger in a can? The whole hamburger. Well, like including the bun. Yeah. No. Yes. Really? Yeah. I've heard of this. There are pictures on the internet. <laughs> no, then it must be true. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure it's some kind of survival thing. Hamburger in a can. Hey, if you really love us, you'll send us hamburger in a can if you can find it. No, I, I think they should send that to Plan Banter because you okay. know, um, we'll have those guys try it. Yeah. And then they can report to us. Well, that means we're definitely going to get it because we tried to send our hate mail to Plan Banter and we still got it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Hey, you should send money to Plan Banter. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of money. See how that worked? See what I did there? That was smart. We're going to be rich. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, we should probably move on because (laughs) Adam (laughs) has a toy of the week that I'm just dying to hear about. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat in suspense. Yep. So, so is we'll the right copyright uh, board of the world. <laughs> we'll be right. We'll be right back after this. They're fighting to save the earth. Shadow Force has a new airborne threat. The Shadow Parasite Attack Fighter. A one-man gunship with a weapon system that can blast anything out of the air. Almost anything. Starcom's new F-1400 Star Wolf can knock it down. Star Wolf, high-speed, high-performance fighter that powers open to take on anything Shadow can dish out. Shadow Parasite Fighter and F-1400 Star Wolf don't even need batteries. Figures and vehicles he sold separately. Well, it's time once again for Toy of the Week. That time when we look at a toy or collectible or um, near collectible in detail. And this week we'll say Adam has a um, sort of kind of favorite item maybe or a bizarre item. So, Adam, tell us what you got. Thank you, John. Well, what I have before me is what I can really only refer to as SY181D. Um I always like, wanted one of those. Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, I mean, 
when you search for that on the internet, you get a couple of different names. Um, <laughs> one's about educational building block Spider-Man chariot thing, cycle thing. Um, so I'm just going to go with Spider-Man chariot building block set. Um, it's made by the uh, the fantastic San Juan, who I'm sure we've we've all heard of and we've been admiring their work for many years. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, realistically, if you've uh, if you go on go and Google that SY181D, you you'll get a pleasant surprise. And then go and Google something called Lego Ultimate Spider-Man uh, Sky Cycle Venom, and if you find that set. You might see that there's a little bit of a resemblance, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. it's it's a bit weird. Um, the fact that I don't, look, Lego's patent slash copyright on the whole, you know, um, bricks with posts and particular diameters and whatever that's long gone. Anyone's allowed to build that stuff. Um, but when you then go and maybe uh, maybe knock off an actual set, yeah, I don't know. Bit strange. Anyway, this for me was a gift from um, a friend of ours that went to Malaysia last year, and uh, so she she picked this up and gave it to me as a present, um, and it was apparently released last year, and she definitely picked it up last year. So it is indeed a Lego-style um, building block set to the point where it, as far as I can tell, apart from the the posts on top of bricks having Lego printed on them, it is exactly the same. Like exactly the same. That's the if if you recall, we did a red card of sets that I saw in the wild in Australia, and yep. uh, it was this logo. Yep. Yep. So not this set. The one that I saw had Captain America being attacked by Superman. Yep. Um. But same same deal, and y- you could definitely be fooled. Oh, yeah. They've copied everything except for the Lego logo. Yeah. So, Say that um, five times fast. Lego, 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 Lego. So, um, yeah, it, it's an interesting, interesting beast. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with it, technically. It's just bizarre to <laughs> have an item that is so clearly Lego, but at the same time not, and that I've now got essentially, what, a half or a third of a, an actual Lego set. But um, it's it's cool. Um, you get a little Spider-Man minifig. Uh, he's got his little webbing strand, although I think the actual Lego webbing strands don't use string. I think they use plastic the whole way, but I'm not sure. Um, the, the cycle is kind of this funny bike thing that has four wheels and you can fold the, the, um, the armature out so that it becomes like this, meant to look like a hover cycle thing. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty tidy little kit there. Apparently it's for ages 5 to 12, um, so maybe I shouldn't have this after all. Uh, <laughs> You're not mature enough. No, clearly. Or or I'm too old, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, the articulation, well, it's Lego. You get what you get. Um, the accessories, well, the box doesn't, I don't think, show the the base plate that comes with the figure, which has the uh, the world-famous Senuan logo on it. Along with world minifigures, collect them all, um, which is very insightful to me. Yeah, and, uh, clearly that's what we should all be aiming to do. Um, and the web strand, I don't think was shown on the the main picture of the box either. Huh. Um, 
the packaging, so it comes in a, a box. It looks very much like a Lego box. It just doesn't have the Lego branding on it. Um, you open the box up. I think most of the um, superhero kits these days come with, like, the little comic thing about, you know, someone having an adventure with no words in that whatsoever. So it doesn't have that. It does have a build, set of build instructions. Um, I haven't checked what the build instructions look like for the Lego kit, but I would imagine that it's probably exactly the same. Um, and the other thing that's different from a Lego kit of this size is, you know how Lego, they like to package everything in a lot of plastic bags, but for a kit of this size, you'd probably get maybe two. This had about five or six plastic, little plastic bags. It was almost like every piece, every other piece, you know, was in a plastic wow. bag. Huh. It was just ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, clearly I just chucked those out and I've kept the box. That, that's um, odd, too, considering that obviously, you know, these would be made on the cheap, that they would spend more on that. Little plastic cellophane yeah. bags. Yeah. yeah. Then they needed to. It's bizarre. Um, and you actually get, I think, a, a spare hand. I mean, I'm used to getting spare little bits and pieces for Lego kits these days. That's fair. And, and it's normally like, um, you know, like a little uh, round circular C3 piece or some other piece that you're never going to normally use, and but allegedly it's something you're going to lose often. So apparently you're going to lose hands a lot on this kit if they're hmm. doing it by the same logic. Maybe so this is Hot Toys Lego. Oh, that's a relaxed hand. <laughs> Maybe it's a punchy hand mm. or a kung fu grip. Anyway, so a, um, uh, sorry, a relaxed Lego hand would be pretty useless. Yeah. What would a, a relaxed Lego hand would just be like a? It'd just be like a big flat thing. Yeah. Unless it was so relaxed, it could fit around another minifig's head. We, we should write Lego and ask him. Could you make us a relaxed hand? I'll, I'll leave that to you. Actually, that's probably more an administrative thing, so Stacey can do it, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll sign it Ben's name. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what Stacey usually does. Dear Lego, we <laughs> would like a relaxed hand exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. We think that you're, there's a real missed opportunity at the moment, and that is extra hands. Like, you know, We would like each uh, of the Lego minifigures to come with at least nine swap-out hands. Including one relaxed hand. And swap out crotch pieces. Oh, for sure. One relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and what's the opposite of relax there? Oh, um, oh. You had to go there, John. Stressed crotch pieces. Uh, Alert. Yeah. Alert. Pull <laughs> <laughs> up. Um, We've so. gone from donut porn to Lego porn. Yeah. So, moving on, a dolly rating for this. I, I really don't know what the hell to give this. There is nothing technically wrong with it. I think you have um, to assess it on its merits. Yeah, I know. It's fine, but it's pretty much a half a actual Lego kit, but I assume yeah. it costs half... Uh, or less than half that, so I think I have to give it like an eight. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, that's fair. Now, if if you saw this and didn't have the box, like if you just had it on your shelf and didn't have the box and didn't have the base plate, yep, would you? And you know? were just giving it a quick passing glance, you would have no idea, none. I think that this does highlight what 
these companies are up against in that, you know, in order to, they've got a under pressure to reduce production costs. So they have to take it overseas, but then, you know, they lose control of, uh, their molds, their intellectual property, basically. And that does cost, you know, that, that ultimately hits us as collectors because we have to pay more for yeah. the cost of all that. And, you know, you, you see, uh, you know, just go to Singapore and I know I've talked about this before, but, you know, you go to China Central in Singapore and there's basically a whole mall of either bootleg stuff or stuff that's obviously gone out the factory door without you know, heading in the right place. Um, and, you see even statues like you know i saw some bootleg bowen stuff the other day and you just think really like that's just um ultimately that hurts the producer and then that hurts us because we end up paying more for it yeah see but what's what's weird in this case is that um i don't think legos are made over there i I thought all the molding was actually done in in europe somewhere but i could be wrong yeah I'd be surprised if they don't do some of the manufacturer in Asia. See, even if they make the molds in Europe, because mm. that, that's the whole thing. You've got to send uh, the molds somewhere. Um, you know, a couple, one of the Kickstarters that I am still waiting for my reward for, you know, the, the issue that they're having is that they sent the molds overseas then something went wrong, and now they're struggling to get the molds back. Hmm. You know, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. But I, for some reason, I was thinking Legos were made in in Europe. They were actually molded in Europe. Um, but Someone will know that, and you should definitely um, write and tell us. Yes. Yeah. Please do. Because we left our research assistant yeah. away this week. I, I was looking at the link of. 32 Lego superheroes for $32. Oh, dear. It was on the side of the one page. So. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, these are these are interesting. Yeah. Oh, look, at Zod, and you can break his head off at the neck. Oh, never mind. Spoilers. Anyway, Adam, that was a great job, and um, I, I, I think I applaud your rating. So. Uh, uh, hey, before you wrap Thank this you. up, there's something I have to tell Adam. Sure. Now, Adam has taken a lot of flack for his pronunciation of Lego. Lego. And he has told us that his pronunciation is a South Australian thing. It is. And I have to tell you that we just recently hired someone from South Australia. Yeah. And she came over to Melbourne for a meeting. And I don't even know how she ended up mentioning Lego, but she said Lego. Lego or Lego? She said Lego. Yeah, because that's I, the right way to say it. And I was like, and then I, you know, filled the entire room, everyone in the room with knowledge they really needed about the whole, you know, discussion that we've had. And she was like, oh, yeah, we call it Lego. I'm like, oh, I'm so yeah. glad to meet you. <laughs> how, how, how do you say Lego my ego? They, we don't have ego. We don't have egos. Oh. But that has two Gs anyway when you say <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the tomato paste. Every, huh. Yeah, we actually make waffles 
here. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> that's well, they no make urine Europe. Well, that that is you know, up for debate, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was the whole thing. Uh, one of our major supermarket chains mm. here got fined recently because they had bakery products that said baked today. The, the labeling said baked today on it. And then, but actually, they're made overseas and partially cooked, I don't know, whatever, and then sent to Australia and just heated up, basically. On the yeah. on the day, so they got in trouble for saying "bake fresh today." Hmm, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously the show where we can't stay on topic, so I'm just saying whatever yeah. I feel like. <laughs> well, speaking of staying on topic, we will be right back after this quick break with the items that we picked up this week. Whatever. Well, you mean the nothing that we picked up? Yeah, I don't think we picked up anything. We'll be right back after this with a- another Toy of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that. I'm just going to live in it. <laughs> <laughs> this might be my favorite show ever. <laughs> you in trouble! Scramble the Storm Eagle! Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet, but the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash, and the Parasite's launching catapult missiles. Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But Duke's gone! So glad you could join us! <laughs> Well, we have a trio of Toys of the Week in this episode, and it is John's turn. Uh, John uh, did a G.I. Joe figure recently, and we had a lot of positive feedback about it, so uh, he's never doing them again. I mean, he's doing one now. Over to you, John. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm doing a figure and vehicle, because... Oh, and vehicle. And vehicle, yeah. Fancy. I the figure I picked up, I picked up at a place called Ollie's, which is a discount place. And not long before I picked up that figure, I got a Fang boat, which um, was, uh, you know, one of those swamp boat type things with a fan in the back and that sort of thing. Um, it's actually kind of a retread of the water moccasin. So this vehicle has been around for a while. This version's a little bit different, and I'm not sure if it was just molds modified or what, or if it was completely remold, but it's definitely a, a water-type vehicle. It's a smaller vehicle, um, maybe about eh, 12 inches long, we'll say. Comes in a box. This was released in 2012 for G.I. Joe Retaliation, because they had a vehicle kind of like that, but not quite. Um, it's uh, three and three-quarter scale. It retailed for around $15. I paid under 10 for mine. Um, for a figure in a vehicle. So um, that kind of gives you some background on this. And, you know, this is one of the things that I've always loved about G.I. Joe is they can make these little vehicles. And, and this one, if you're looking at pictures of it, um, it, it has a lot of stuff on it. Um, it's got a turret and a cockpit, but then it has little foot pegs on different portions of the vehicle. So you can actually put, I don't know, maybe five or six different figures on it. And they'll all stand up and, you know, you can transport multiple figures. There's a, right behind the turret, there's a little wheel. And you turn the wheel and it turns the fan. Huh. So that's that's kind of cool. 
the little fins on the fan, you can move them back and forth and they're linked together. So they turn together and then, you know, it's, it comes in molded in black and gray for the body parts. And then the panels that snap onto it are, um, you know, it molded in blue with, with the Cobra logo on them. So, uh, it's obviously a Cobra vehicle because it's a fang boat. So that should have been a giveaway. And it came with a swamp viper, which is, you know, one of those bad guy type things. But, you know, there's no batteries in it. There's no sound. All the pieces aren't on it. It's just the the main body of the boat's put together. And um, so you got to, like, snap on all the little panels on the back and put the turret together and put the fan together. And um, it's really kind of cool that way because, you know, you feel like you're building it almost like a model kit, but not quite because it's obviously, you know, takes 10 minutes to put it together. But because of that, like, the the panel behind the the turret pops off and there's an engine underneath it so it's more of a play feature and then the little little blue panels on the side are almost like little storage wells you know you can put weapons and stuff in there and and use them as storage wells and i always like that on the the gi joe vehicles i mean that was one of my favorite things as a kid is you you know you had these little details that um you know removable panels or you could take the engines out of the sky striker that kind of thing because uh, I, I really think that adds to it probably doesn't cost them hardly anything because they were going to make that panel a separate piece anyway. So why not make it something that a kid can can do something with? Huh. So, um, you know, I, I, I just love that idea that they, they cared enough to do that. The one the one panel that does snap off is right behind the uh, main window is a little clear piece that snaps off once the pilot is in the, the driver's seat. And that can be a little fiddly to get in and out. Mine's pretty tight at the moment. But, you know, really, I, I put the driver in and I probably won't take him out for a while. So uh, in this case, uh, he came. the driver it came with is one of the retaliation drivers that people were kind of upset about because he has five points of articulation. So he just really has, you know, shoulders and, and hips, kind of like a, a vintage Star Wars figure. Um, he looks really well. I mean, the sculpting wise, uh, they didn't skimp on the sculpting. He has all the little straps and almost like an upper body armor type thing. And then he has a really weird um, dome-shaped hood, almost like a Cobra Commander type face, but not quite. Uh, so I suppose that's good when you're, you know, barreling through the swamp. You could just let that, that water roll off your faceplate. You know, you'll, you'll be happy. Huh. One thing, because this is a movie toy, we obviously have to have an action feature. And uh, a change they made from the original boat and its other releases is that they put in a uh, you know a missile launcher and uh, that missile launcher plugs in where one of the cannons originally plugged in on the the you know left side of the vehicle the passenger side of the vehicle if you will and uh, it's so big that the pilot his his view to the left would be completely obscured by that cannon <laughs> um, so I don't know um, you know what kind of design uh, philosophy that was on the Cobra side. Well, they're the, the nice, they're the baddies, you know. They don't they don't make good choices. Yeah. So <laughs> as long as you're turning, as long as you're turning uh, left and not right where the cannon is, um, you'll be okay. So just make all left turns to get there, and and hope nobody attacks from the other side. So <laughs> uh, um, the nice thing is though, it's it's actually a plug-on piece, and uh, you can unplug it pretty pretty easily. It doesn't really lock in really super tight. So. While I, I have mine on mine right now, I, I probably won't leave it on there long term. I'll probably try and come up with something else. I might look for a vintage cannon to pop on there or, I don't know, just something else completely. So Very good. 
Yeah, um, neat little vehicle. I realized uh, looking in the pictures I sent you guys to look at because I haven't taken my own yet. Um, I haven't put the decals on mine yet. So, <laughs> yeah, when you were saying 10 minutes to put it together, I looked at that decal sheet and thought, oh, wow, that must have been quick. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I I haven't put the decals on because I, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm going to paint these things and then I don't. So, um, But the decal sheet, you know, it's typical G.I. Joe decal sheet. You get little warning stickers and caution stickers, which is good for a Cobra vehicle. Because, you know, you figure they just not care. Uh, it's got numbers on it, you know, the military-type numbers. And then it has the, um, like, Water Cobra logo on it as well on the side, the kind of striking Cobra look. So uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, uh, for even the original retail price of $15, I don't think was real bad for this because you got a figure in a vehicle, even though it's a lower-articulated figure. I mean, you consider that, you know, around the time it came out, figures were, what, about 7 bucks. So basically, you got this vehicle for the price of a figure. I, I don't really have any complaints about that. You know, and it, it, it's a fun little vehicle. It's in, the, you know, blue, gray, and red and black, so it, it, it matches that Cobra aesthetic. I, I, I like it. I dig it. Dolly rating? You know, I'm, I'm going to go a 9 out of 10 on this one. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I know the, the figure isn't as articulated. But really, you know, I mean, I was buying it for the vehicle. I didn't have a Cobra boat at all. My vintage days, uh, my G.I. Joe collecting kind of ended with, you know, just getting some figures because uh, that was kind of when I started moving into uh, other things in life. So um, I missed out on some of those Cobra boats and things. But uh, You mean like girls? Yeah, sure. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it's a good, solid little vehicle. And um I really don't have any complaints about it except for the, the missile launcher cannon. That's about the only thing I can take off for. And like I said, it pops off real easy. It would have been nice, though, if they had included the other cannon to put in its place as well. You know, if they could have just included two cannons so you could do that if you wanted, you know, and swap out that. But, yeah. I, I mean, that's a that's a very minor um, nitpick. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go, go nine, what did I say, 9 out of 10? 8 out of 10? Uh... I thought you said eight. Yeah, I said eight. I'm sorry. I have no idea. So, okay. <laughs> Very good. Please rewind and see what I said. Okay. No, it's a good, it's a good solid little vehicle. Oh, there was one thing I forgot to mention. It actually has like a little, and I forgot because it's it's tiny and it's in the back. It's a little, I don't know. They call it some kind of cruise missile or torpedo or something. It looks like a little sled, and it slides out from underneath the fan. Um, some kind of guided torpedo thing, and it's got like a little piece of clear plastic on it. I probably will never pull that out. It's on skis, and it, it's okay, but it's tucked in there pretty well. So unless you look at it from underneath, you'd probably never even notice it. Huh. Very good. But good stuff. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you very much for that, John. It's good to uh, visit something else in the G.I. Joe world. Would you say that you have many of these things that you've never put the decals on? Yeah. Don't tell Ben. What? That will worry him. Well, one thing I always do with, and this is any new new action figure toy, if I get a decal sheet with it, I almost always scan them before I okay. start putting them on. Yep. So sometimes I'll set them aside to scan them, and I won't put them on right away. But, like, uh, my Sky Striker, I'm actually thinking about getting different decals for it, and that's why I haven't put them on, so I, okay. I decide what I'm going to do. Yep. Um, I, I just haven't wanted to put them on. So do people make custom decals? Yeah, actually, there's a, a website called uh, Cobra Stickers. Uh, and if you go there, 
they actually you can like if you have a sky striker you can you can go there and say okay i i like these decals better or you know they they have a whole list of um vehicles and you can just pick the vehicles and they've made you know different versions of them um they also have like uh, battle damage and flags and you know uh, if you just want a sheet of cobra sticker cobra logo stickers you can get those and uh you know a lot of you know repro type stickers as well so good resource for for gi joe and uh, i mean even some of the you know military stuff in general you could probably use um and obviously the you know battle damage stickers you could use for a lot of anything that that scale so that's cool bullet holes and things yeah cobrastickers.com so check it out very good well, thank you very much for that, John. That's our second Troy of the Week, and we will come back in a moment to award a red card to someone or something in the Troy universe. What is this, bizarro world? Well, red carded is a fan favorite segment because it's the chance for us to poke fun at the what the hell is that moments in our hobby. Be they unusual announcements or just complete fails of action figures. And handing out this glorious penalty this week is Scott. So, Scott, tell us what you got. So, Mattel may not be producing the same amount of product that it was, which means that it's not featuring as regularly in Red Card as it was at one point. But we are coming back to Mattel and their DC license, what's left of it tonight, because they have announced that their tie-in stuff for Batman Unlimited, which is a new animated series that's coming from Warner Brothers, is going to be... this. Sorry, they're doing specific stuff for a made-to-video animated movie called Batman Unlimited Animal Instincts that is also going to star The Flash, Red Robin, and Green Arrow. And we've seen some promo artwork for this, etc. But... <laughs> The Batman Unlimited line is going to include animal ally accessories, including a Cyberex robot dinosaur that Batman can ride. Four inches, Batman Unlimited four inch scale figure and Cyberex. So, um, if you've ever, you know, wanted to fulfill your childhood dream of an armored Batman riding an armored dinosaur, then your wish has finally come true. Now, I believe that we have a uh, difference of opinion on the panel about this. So, Adam, do you want to say what you think about it? I think that is the coolest thing ever. I honestly do. Like, I just... (laughs) That is just such an awesome concept that Batman would go and build a robot T-Rex and go stomping around Gotham in it. That is just fantastic. Uh, they have to make that happen in Batman vs Superman. Like you know, I would believe that Ben Affleck could sell that. Matt Damon could like voice or play the the T Rex. You know, that'd be fine. Look at it; it's got a cage for storing bad guys in. It fires a disc. How good is that? That looks sensational. Sign me up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, for me, the red card here is this is where Mattel is at with what could be an amazing license. Um, the You look at Hasbro and what they are doing with the Marvel license and putting out characters that, you know, your average uh, person in the shops has never heard of and they're fitting them 
Misty Knight, White Tiger, into action figure lines at retail in the six-inch scale, and with iconic characters in pop culture like Superman and Batman, this is what Mattel can do with it. To be fair, it sounds like this is actually in the the animated thing, right? It is, yes, but... You you know what confused me? I wasn't thinking when I looked at this that this was Mattel. I thought that was a repainted uh, Grimlock from uh, Transformers, <laughs> the Transformers movie. <laughs> Maybe really it did. is. Um, you know, with just the orange replaced by by blue. Uh, so I was like, wait a minute, Transformers isn't Batman property. That's wait, what? Yep. <laughs> but that's that's what it looked like to me. Yep. And because Ben isn't here, I also have to point out the amount of tooling that would be involved in producing something like that. The big thing that was given to us throughout DC Universe Classics as the reason why we couldn't have certain characters, etc., is because of how expensive tooling was, and so we needed to reuse parts, etc. And yet for an animated tie-in toy, we have a massive cyber dinosaur. Yeah, but kids will go nuts over bananas for this. And the parents will want to buy it for them because it looks awesome. It's a Batman and a dinosaur. I know. It's uh, Batman I mean, riding a dinosaur. <sighs> that is Optimus awesome. Prime did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you just it, lost. You've lost touch with the common man, Scott. I have. I have. So I'm. I'm standing on my own, obviously. But I am giving this our red card of the week. Mattel, you suck. Okay. Well, after that, we will be right back because that's obviously going to cause some dissension so uh, make sure to write it and tell us <laughs> what you guys think um but we'll be right back with our final toy of the week the signal goes out the ferocious feline is on the prowl but bruce wayne's custom coop is loaded with surprises batman returns what was that it's batman but batman's unstoppable no i'm not batman strikes back Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Well, it's once again time where we must do the final toy of the week. And this week, the final toy of the week is being brought to us by Scott because he always does the last one when he's on. (laughs) So, Scott, tell us what you got. Well, I, sometime last year, I reviewed Wave 1 of the DC Collectibles Greg Capullo Designer Series Batman figures. And I haven't bought the complete Wave 2 or 3 because, as I mentioned previously, I'm not pre-ordering the DC Collectibles action figures because I want to see them in person. And so I'm quite happy to wait until I see one that I like. And this week, while I was here in Brisbane, I went to the very friendly Comics Etc. on Elizabeth Street in Brisbane. Um, Definitely the best place to uh, look for this kind of stuff if you're in town. Um, and very reasonably priced as well. They, uh, I, I don't quite know how they afford their pricing, but they, their comics are probably some of the cheapest in Australia. Um, they're still charging US cover price, which is pretty amazing. Um, and their toys are pretty reasonably priced as well. So I picked up the Mr. Freeze. Um, from Wave 2 of the designer series Greg Capullo Batman figures. And this is a, uh, you know, a line that is 
aimed at the collector uh, with very collector-friendly packaging, and uh, they've given Greg Capullo a, um, a bit of license in terms of uh, the design of these characters. So it is his version of Mr. Freeze. Um, just to start with the uh, the usual, this is a 2015 um, release and acquisition. Um, I paid $30 Australian for it, which is pretty standard at the moment for a 6-inch DC Collectibles figure um, in, around these parts. Um, the packaging is... Uh, as we talked last week, what we really, I think, should be just standard now, which is the um, re- reopenable uh, window box with slide-out tray, um, which makes these uh, very collector-friendly. And uh, they've done some smart things, I think, to reduce the cost of these in that the uh, outer box has a lot of uh, reused artwork and imagery, and then just uh, a a bit of, obviously, labeling difference for the characters. The inside of the uh, cardboard tray um, has all the characters in the wave on it, so it could be used for each one. Um, But um, pretty... uh, very nice looking. Pretty easy to open. There's a fair bit of um, invisible sticky tape involved in keeping all the flaps of that together, which have to be removed carefully if you want to reuse the packaging, as I do, but I didn't have huge trouble um, getting him out. Um, this is a uh, um, highly articulated. Uh, you know, DC Direct in its day had uh, a m- much more limited approach to articulation um, than DC Collectibles, um, which has finally embraced ankle articulation, Um Thank goodness. Uh, but th- these are, uh, I counted 18 um, points of articulation, um, things that you know are really pretty new to the, the, the DC uh, direct slash collectibles um, toys, like your um, ankle, uh, ankle articulation, double-jointed knees. Um, he's got some pretty funky thigh articulation that makes him super poseable. Um, and then your uh, standard elbow, shoulder, um, wrist, etc. He does have uh, limited articulation on his head, um, but obviously uh, once you put the little dome over his head, you've got to be committed to whatever pose uh, or angle you've got him at because then you can't can't change it. Um, the uh, the gear that this guy has got on is amazing, both in terms of its design and uh, sculpt. So this is um, a Jonathan Matthews sculpt. Um, he's sculpting most of the um, figures in this line, sometimes with help, um, I, I would assume, on accessories, etc. And uh, he's also doing a lot of statue work for DC Collectibles at the moment as well. And uh, this is really nicely constructed. Um, the the head sculpt is really beautifully detailed. Um, little wrinkles and lines on his face, his goggles, etc. Um, I didn't really appreciate how nice it was until I did my photos and got close up. Um, but it's really um, very, very intricately designed. Um, his uh, gear and his um, ba- the 
oh, I don't know what you would call it, his little freezy thing hanging on his back. Um, it's are all separate pieces, um, you know, and really nicely produced and painted. He's got some great texture on his uh, bodysuit, um, which uh, really add to this, which all would have been sculpted as well. Um, Accessories-wise, his helmet is uh, his clear little dome helmet is removable and pretty easy to slide on and off. Um, he comes with a freeze gun, which I'll talk about a bit more in a moment because mine has got an issue. Um, and then uh, he doesn't come with any other accessories separate, but he does have um, quite a number of attached parts. Like I said, his backpack, which has got hoses and a couple of different tubes, um, some uh, weird kind of arm armor that would be pointless in in real life but and probably just annoying but looks cool um and he's got some little like ray gun or freeze guns uh in holsters on his um outer thighs um which actually the whole gun thing doesn't come off but the handles do which is actually quite cool so they're separate pieces as well um I mentioned that he does come with a separate ray gun, and mine, I don't know if it's supposed to be in two pieces, but mine does come apart. So you can put it back together, but it's a little bit precarious. And um, it's got two handles on it. Um, one that is really, the, one of the end, which would be the easiest one to put in his hand, which is really flimsy, and actually he he can't, it doesn't support the weight of it in his hand. And then the other, which is uh, kind of in the middle of um, the bottom of the gun, which makes it very hard to actually get it in his hand. So this actually ends up being a bit of a hard thing for him to hold. Um, and that's how I ended up, I think, separating mine. It doesn't seem broken. It looks like it, it might be meant to uh, come apart or... Um, but I was just trying to experiment and see if there was a way to um, position this a bit better. I, I think possibly what can happen is that they can be separate guns, so that you know, the the big one um, fits in. Sorry, the small one fits into the big one. But like I said, the handle on the back of the small one is so flimsy that he can't actually hold it anyway, which makes it a bit pointless. Um, so. This is cast in, it seems to me, blue plastic, and then there's a bit of a wash over it. So I, I, I never like that when it's flesh color because I feel like the flesh color doesn't work, but the blue actually works quite well. Um, the paint on this is, is lovely. It's really, um, really nicely done. Um, and uh, I've got no complaints about this other than the gun. Um, the, like I said, articulation-wise, he is extremely posable. Um, the legs and the, the thigh articulation um, means that you, know, you can really stretch his long legs out. Um, his arms are um, you know, really posable as well. He's got one, his right hand uh, ready to hold his gun, and his, sorry, left hand ready to hold his gun, his right hand outstretched in a I'm freezing things pose, which is cool. And, um, you know, I'm, this is not a favorite character of mine at all, but this is a very, very cool toy. So I'm going to dock a one point off for 
the kind of weird and semi-broken gun, and I'm going to give him a dolly rating of 9 out of 10. Now, John, you said you didn't like this. It's a great-looking figure. It does not look like Mr. Freeze to me. No. I think, well, this is... That that was my... my Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, he's obviously changed a lot. It looks more um, Hellboy to me. Ah, okay. You know, it looks like a a cross between Abe and Johan. You know, with the apparatus, but then the the Abe um, goggles and stuff, so... Yeah, and that might be partly the color, but yeah, yeah. I almost wish that he'd had a different right hand too. I'm surprised they didn't include something different because because he can't hold anything in that right hand, can he? No, he's only. But he actually, kinda... I really like the right hand um, because it is kind of outstretched. Like you can kind of pose him like he's you know throwing freezy waving, things, waving goodbye. No, <laughs> it's like power. power. See you soon. <laughs> yeah, if he, he could be holding a snowball really nicely. So I think that the you know the whole um, uh, look, his look has obviously changed a lot um, from uh, the classic, and I think partly the animated. Um, you know, well, he didn't have the blue skin in some of the animated in most of the animated stuff. Um, I think that's actually what started changing his look to this more modern armor and dome um, thing happening. But I think he got blue skin um, before the New Fifty Two, um, and well, he had it in uh, the movie when well, Arnold yeah, played him. That doesn't count. Um, the <laughs> yes. Don't chill out. <laughs> um, so yeah, but then obviously Capullo's done more with him um so you know for what it is you know i don't don't mind it i think that um you know and and like i said this is not a you know a favorite character of mine so i'm not terribly wedded to any particular version and for the capullo line again you know the only reason that i'm buying these is because you know i i like the majority of them and the packaging is collector friendly um so yeah there you go. I haven't got the, the the Catwoman in this line. I'm not overly fussed on. I feel like I've got a lot of Catwomen. Um, but I am uh, looking out for a reasonable price on the Bat Thrasher armor one, just because that's cool. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's my review. Well, good job. Thank good you. job. And, um, obviously, you know, uh, your your very your various thoughts on Mr. Freeze will will vary, but uh, it's a good looking figure. <laughs> I, you know, paint wise, I, I think that could be up there for for uh, an award for paint of the year. It's really nicely done. I, I think they 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 pulled off the metal and the blue pretty well. Yep. So. Yep. And and really, you know, it's the kind of thing where there's a lot that could go wrong here, um, but there, uh, it's flawless. There's lots of little paint details on his you know armor etc his goggles things that could have gone wrong but um they did a really good job uh and in fact really the only the main issue that dc collectibles has is pupils so that you know they seem to do pretty well at the moment um but but they still have a lot of trouble with 
wandering eyes. So the goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> oh, oh, wrong hero. Um, wrong hero. Yep. Never mind. I had to try. Yeah, but I think this is a testament to a really good toy. When you know, obviously, some stuff you buy, whether the toy is fantastic or not, because you like the character. But then, you know, there are things where you think, like, I've got no attachment to this character at all, but this is a cool toy. So, I guess in that case, in that instance, it's done its job. Yeah. Well, you know, the Ice Age did bring about the end of the dinosaurs, so it's appropriate we followed. Aha. Yeah, anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> Bring it on, baby. Anyway, we'll be right back with some feedback right after this. Hard at all. Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger. Until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeze! The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Well, before we polish off this episode for the night, we got some feedback to share with you. And if you would like to interact with us, you can do that. You can send us your questions, our thoughts, our suggestions, and you can do that by emailing us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And if you do, you know what? We'll probably read it out. Um, or you could go over to Reddit, as Scott was talking about before, too, and you can interact with us that way as well. Or you can visit our Facebook page. So anyway, um, Adam, you have our first bit of feedback, so tell us what you got. Thank you. I have a lovely little note from Andy Bentley who says, Why can DC collectibles get away with unique sculpts Why Hasbro, Mattel, uh, or Hasbro slash Mattel must rely heavily on reuse of parts? Simple. Hasbro and Mattel have to pay licensing fees for the IP. DC Collectibles is the IP. Um, I don't know that I necessarily agree with you there, Andy, because I would suspect that Hasbro and Mattel have or have negotiated much better um, production costs than DC Collectibles. Um, so that would imply that if they're going to put something out for comparable prices, that DC Collectibles are basically... Making or DC are making sure, and Marvel are making sure that half the cost of the product is the licensing. I know yeah, that's I, true. I, I know I had replied to Andy, and he's going to think we're attacking him. But um, GI Joe, Transformers, and Masters of the Universe are all um, properties that do a lot of reuse, and they're all properties that are owned by Hasbro and Mattel. Yeah. Yep. So they're, they're not even IP. Yeah. I do, I think you know that I know that. Uh, um, certain members of the our show, you know, talk a lot about the reuse, etc., uh, from DC Universe Classics. I, I do think that we, you know, when we talked to Scott Neatlick, I really got an impression of how small that operation was within Mattel, and you know, Mattel being a huge beast that it was, um, you know, I think that. It was a very niche thing that, um, and, and, you know, it's the, it's, it's the same everywhere. If you're a small company and you've got one thing that's your lifeblood, well, then you put your all into it because that's all you're doing. Um, whereas, uh, for Mattel, it just, for whatever reason, all that DC stuff was, seemed like it was really just a hobby project in the, the big scheme of things. And so I, d- I don't think that, they had money in their budget that they were wasting. Um, 
Yeah. And uh, and and also the whole kind of theory of the line DC Universe Classics was built on that reuse to reduce cost, etc., which is how it would have been sold um, to the powers that be, which would have made it hard to to, to then you know turn around and increase it. So you know, I do. I I think that they did a great job with what they had. You know, and I didn't. You know, I didn't have huge issues with the reuse well, stuff. I, I think a bigger part of it is that the Hasbro and Mattel um, probably have a bigger shareholder base that they're trying to, you know, please. Hmm. And, and that there's probably more bean counters involved at, at Hasbro and Mattel, you know, that are adding up all the little dollars and pennies that, that go into, like, overhead and that kind of stuff. I mean, as a bigger company, they're going to have a higher overhead, you know, just plain and simple yeah so uh you know that's going to get added on top of that as well that's right and i think that you know while um we're pointing out and i mean i said it a moment ago what uh hasbro is doing at the moment and the characters that they're doing it's all on the back of the marvel cinematic universe you know this oh, stuff yeah. was dead in the water at retail before mm-hmm. that took off um so you know and and when uh your toy buyers um are seeing oh Marvel Avengers you know that you can see the way that they're labeling it is all around that so then they can chuck in those characters you know M- Misty Knight is in a Spider-Man wave you know that's a thing so they can they can chuck those in because that stuff you know is selling it is popular and that's how they're getting it into shops so to be fair to to Mattel in that regard I mean I, I'm not defending them at all do I think they give it a fair shake do I think they value the license no but. I think that it's easy to blame, um, you know, the the people working on the line for stuff that they didn't have control over. Yeah, yeah, not for sure. I mean, the other thing to take into account is whether or not one of them is just charging what they think the market will bear. So whether they're yeah. either upping their prices or more than they need to, or cutting their prices more hmm. than they should, just because it's what they think the market will bear. Hmm. But I think it's a good topic to discuss another time. Fully, yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't take it personally, Andy. I don't no, know no, think. he's not going to take it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's a good guy. Yeah, he listens to us. So yeah, he's a good guy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. And I actually have an email I'm going to read, and it says starts off. Um, wow, thanks for the mention on the last episode. This is from IC Robots. Uh, I was sitting doing some work while listening, and bam, I heard you say IC Robots. It was in reference to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred podcast, but I really appreciate it to mention of me and the Toys R Us Report podcast that I do. If you have a spare second and want to give it a listen, which I would really appreciate, it's at icrobots.com or the greatest podcast in the world.com. Really, the title is debatable, but the address is real. <laughs> um, he goes on to say, man, that was a harsh note you kids got on Facebook. Yikes, what a loser, that dude. I listen every week and really appreciate the effort you guys put in. I work from home, so it's great to know I can count on an episode from you guys every Thursday. Keep up the good work, and thanks for the mention. Oh, I totally love the Toy Fair coverage this week. Every episode's really good, but that one was particularly fun. Your pal, I see robots. Thanks, mate. Yeah. yeah. Yay. We actually got a a number of little notes or emails about that feedback and, you know, people saying how they appreciate what they do. And that was very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually did listen to his podcast um, early last week or right after we listened to the episode, I think. And uh, it's a really good podcast. So, um, yeah. Check it out. 
really well produced. I, I was pretty impressed with the production value on it. So, oh. uh, good job, IC. Very good. So, well, gentlemen, I think that's it. I think we're um, done. Well, if I can just put in another plug, please don't forget that we are now on Instagram, Action Figure Blues. Uh, and we are enjoying following your um, toy picks on there as well as you enjoying ours, so please do check it out. And please don't forget our brand-new awesome subreddit. So just go to reddit.com, search for AFB Podcast, and you can contribute to what we are going to cover on the news. Aren't you just Mr. Technology? <laughs> well, it's kind of my job. Pushing us forward into the future. I try. <laughs> Instagram. Now I'm gonna have to join Instagram. Instagram's awesome, time, didn't I? Yeah. Actually, like I, I mean, I have had an Instagram account for ages and not done anything with it. And but now that I've actually gotten into it for the podcast, it's actually really fun. It is a different way of communicating that is. It doesn't require as many words like Facebook, etc. It's a, it's a different medium, but there's a lot of good interaction on on that, and it's not all the same people um so it is great to be Mm. in those different places Mm. and as i discovered with reddit as well because you know the people that some of the names of people contributing there are not ones that i've seen before so it's great to just kind of find our different listeners where they are it's great yeah very sometime next year we'll go on grinder on what grinder which is yeah you can look it up okay i'm kind of scared I really don't want to. <laughs> Is that like uh, Tinder? Yes. Oh, no. Huh, I, no, thank you. I, I, I understand the words, but... <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know, um, well, politely dating apps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm long past those days. <laughs> yeah, we did. I, I managed to find secure a mate without an app. Ironically, um, <laughs> I actually met Mrs. Nerd online. Yay. Yeah, it was after my, my divorce from my ex-wife, obviously. Um, but uh, what's weird is I didn't, you know, this was back in 99 uh, when this happened. But I met her on Yahoo, and I met her in a chat room. So if that was kind of strange, but, you know, you don't hear people doing that anymore. So. Uh-huh. I've got one of my really good friends from high school, uh, met her husband on a, like she's still in the States and she's a big Chicago Cubs fan. And she met him in a chat room talking about the Cubs and now they're, they've been married forever. Yeah. Cool. There you go. So it does work. People It does work. People. (laughs) <laughs> anyway. Bye, everybody. Probably. Say goodnight here. Good night here. Good night, Adam. Goodbye, John. Have your Ben Spader neutered. <laughs> good night, John Boy. And good night, Argentina. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. 
While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Shelflife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Okay, um, John, can you please say something? Something. Say a few somethings. Few something, something, somethings. Okay, Adam, can you say something? I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are, hanging in a row. <laughs> you are so funny.